Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store, I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila. On WGR wow. Sports Radio 550. Happy Friday, everybody. Joining me now is everybody's favorite, Martin Biron, hardest working man in hockey media. You know this because he goes to multiple countries and serves in numerous languages. I mean, who does that? Marty, in fact, to, to prove this somewhat, has been in Toronto all day on the TSN Trade Center set. And he, how long have you been off the air? Five minutes, and here we are talking. It's been an hour, Mike. Uh, I had to do an RDS hit, which is a French uh, French TV in Montreal, kind of like the French TSN. And I was on with Danny Briere, uh, kind of recapping the day. He was talking about the Flyers, their transaction or lack of, and what was going on. So it was interesting. Uh, it was a fun day for me because I get to be in studio with some great people, and I love working with different people, different talent. That's why I love coming on to your show, because I love talking to you and multiple personalities. It's great. <laughs> Thank you, Marty. How, how's Danny holding up? That was a bad day for them, I think. You know, like, why why would Van Riemsdyk not have been traded? And their their guy, Fletcher, was like, well, you know, we didn't get an offer until 1 o'clock or something. Like, why weren't, you, why weren't you out there, you know, grinding here? It seems like that's a bad result for them. Yeah, he said the same thing. He said, look, nobody called. Nobody took the bait. And the one offer they had was contingent on the other team having to move somebody to make it work, and that didn't happen. I, I just feel like, okay, well, be aggressive, right? Yeah. Call everybody, make the offer. Like, we got this. Like, and I get it. And I don't think that's Chuck Fletcher's way of doing things. I also don't think that's Danny Briere's way of doing things, although he's not the GM. He's, I don't even think that his title is assistant general manager. I know he works with the general manager, and he has a different title. But but Danny's very methodical, and he thinks ahead of the game. That's why he did remind me again on the air that I lost a lot of money to him in cards, <laughs> in the hotel rooms and on the plane, because he thinks five steps ahead. So I think that that's really his approach. And when he is a GM one day, that's what he's going to do. He's going to think five steps ahead. Sounds like it's only a matter of time then. I think it will be, um, and look, it could be anywhere else. He took a really strong meeting with the Montreal Canadiens this, this past summer with Jeff Gordon, and they hired Kent Hughes, 
but he was top two, top three finalists. So um, obviously the door may be open in Philly at some point. Uh, but more importantly for me, I think that if there was a job open, a, a good team would at least interview Danny because he's that good. Just like we knew it all along. Chris Drury is the GM, knew it all along. Mike Greer is the GM, knew it all along. Jay McKee is a junior coach and will probably be a, a, an HL coach at some point. We know that all along. That's kind of like what this team was about, and there was passionate people, that's for sure. Marty, I am uh, really impressed with how the Sabres are operating these days, and this deadline in terms of their moves makes sense. I think it's what I would have predicted, not in name Greenway, but just like the type of player, maybe another defenseman too, but... You know, I, I wanted them, not expecting them to go big here, like a lot of other teams did, but we, if, if the Sabres are the organization I think they are, I, I wanted to see some action, because there was so much, and I feel that there should have been a couple of ways to improve yourself, and eventually we got it, not until like 2 o'clock, but that, that it did happen, so your, your thoughts on them, and maybe if you have one on Greenway. Well, I think what Kevin's done since taking the job as a GM, he said, number one, we want players that want to be here, and we want to do right by our players, by our staff, by our coaches, by our employees, by our fans, right? So he's trying to build the right way, and I think he's preaching patience. And, yes, they're probably a year ahead of taking a big swing in trade deadline, free agency, or whatnot, which is fine. But what I like is, they wanted to get Anders Bjork into a situation where he could play NHL games. They got him. They did the same thing with Rasmus Asplin. And listen, these are minor deals, but it speaks loudly in the room that they want to do best by the players, and it's their players, and they can do whatever they want, but they want to do best by them, giving them a chance. The same way that I think they'll continue to give, you know, um, Middlestat and Olafson and Quinn and Paterka and Krebs and and the, the prospects that are coming in, their chance to develop, which is a really good way to build. Now, you also have to add when you see an opportunity. Um, they added Riley Stillman. Dallin was injured, but they also wanted depth, a little physicality on the back end. Great. Not a big move, but great. That's a move. And then Greenway, for me, fits the mold. The age, the development path, you know, being with the program at the U.S. National Development Program, and the size, that's something that they believed in Tage Thompson with his size. They believe in Alex Duck with his size. They believe in Owen Power with his size. They are now going to believe in Greenway with his size. I think that was a, a really fine ad, one that a lot of fans on Twitter have been asking Brian Duff and myself about on Sabres Live. So um, not that Kevin Adams is reading Twitter, but I think that was somebody that the fan base was kind of looking into because of what he can bring to the team. With Marty Baron here on the Wester Hotline, trade deadline day in the NHL. Marty, there were so many moves. You guys would have been flooded with content this week. I mean, all the trades around the league. I don't remember a deadline like this. Greg Wyshynski of ESPN was on with me earlier, and he said it's like the NBA today with some of the, not just the volume of moves, the number of moves, but sort of the, some of the intricacy in some of them with draft picks and conditions. I love it. He and I talked about sort of maybe different theories about why this is happening. I don't know. Do you have one? Is that something that was discussed on your TSN show today? 
Um, well, we talked about it behind the scenes, right? And uh, like Bruce Boudreau was there, and it was funny because Bruce said, more than ever, there's so much pressure on GMs. There's so much pressure on coaches. There's so much pressure on on the, the, the superstar of the league to compete, to win a cup, right? Like, look at Connor McDavid, what he's accomplished this year. It's like a GM under pressure. It's like a coach under pressure saying, I have to do more than I've ever done because the league is so competitive. So I think that comes down to that, where GMs feel like it's so competitive, especially in the East. And we saw what Chris Rury did with Tarasenko and Patrick Kane and what Boston did and what New Jersey did. And, and then you, you almost feel disappointed when it doesn't do anything. It's like, man, I love this team. But at the same time, like, Carolina is a really good team, and they may not want to add and shake what they've got. So there's a couple of different approaches. But you know that two, at least two of those 16, when you think of Toronto, Tampa, Boston, New Jersey, New York, and Carolina, two of those teams will not make it past the first round. Right. At the very least, maybe three if there's an upset, maybe four. Right. Like that is a tough price to pay to not get out of the first round for some of them. Yeah, I, I wonder, the pressure point, it's, it's really hard to know. I mean, what can happen too, I think, is one team gets rolling and then everybody, like I think this happened between Tampa and Toronto this week, Marty, perhaps, like, one made a move, and then there was the other. And there's Tampa trading five draft picks for one player. Like, it's just, you know, and I think maybe, too, I would say teams are probably keener about the real value of draft picks after the third, after the second round, if not even after the first round. Like, I think teams might be more sort of liberal with those later picks because the hit rate is pretty low. Yeah, if you're like a top team, right, you're thinking we're drafting 25th or 28th. Um, the value drops a lot right. after, like, the top 10, 12 picks. Right. So maybe that's the thought, right? Like, you're looking at the Boston Bruins. Well, you know, let's get rid of our first-round pick. It's, hopefully for the Bruins, it's a late first-round pick. And I look back at some of the trades that I have in books or through history, and you can go on Cap Friendly and look at transactions, and you're like, ooh, this deal was made with a, a second – uh, a late first, a second, and a third, and you're like, well, these three guys never played. Like, it happens. <laughs> right. it ha- so the value of draft picks past the top 10, the top 15, I think has diminished a little bit, which makes it even more peculiar in a way when the Arizona Coyotes accept a first round and two second rounders for Jacob Chikrin when they've been asking for four four pieces and I think some GMs panic. They were like, oh man, or like the panic button was on full effect. Mm-hmm. Kevin Adams said today that he wanted more at Arizona wanted more from him than it got from uh, Ottawa. And we'll hear Adams coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so in case you missed him earlier, about four or five left with Marty here. Uh, two more things I want to, I want to feel you out on here, Marty. One is the Sabres chances this year. So, Getting in has been the thing. That's the goal, and they're still live for it. They've lost a couple here, and they have a, a couple of important injuries now. How do you feel? Are you, like, better than 50-50 they make it, or are you worried, or what? Um, you know what? I have to say, as a player, I was always so confident when I was in those type of position. I was like, we're making it. What do we need? We need uh, 30 points to get to 96. We have 22 games left. We're making it. No problem, right? <laughs> As a fan and analyst, uh, I ride the roller coaster wave a little bit more than I want to. 
And so, yeah, after the last two games, like especially Tuesday's night, Tuesday night's game against Columbus, that hurt. But I still believe that this group has forged themselves a really fun and successful identity. They can outscore their problems, and they can be dynamic, and they can push teams back. Now, Alex Suck and Rasmus Dahlin are a big part of that identity. So if Dahlin comes back, and hopefully he was on the ice this morning, hopefully it's sooner, um, maybe tomorrow, maybe it's not, but hopefully it's sooner, I think that's going to help big time. And now adding Greenway to maybe fill in to maybe the role that Tuck uh, has on the team. I don't think he's an Alex Tuck, Tuck player, but still adding Greenway is going to help gain that identity back. We haven't seen that identity in the last couple of games, um, and I want to see it back. So I, I still believe, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I think that identity will get them places. Uh, it's just been tough without Dallin and Tuck, and the Sabres have not had a lot of injuries, but when they did, eight-game losing streak and this, um, it's been a little tougher. Greenway, 6-6, and I don't know if he'll be here tomorrow. The Sabres play tomorrow afternoon against the Lightning. One more, Marty. So goaltending. I mean, I, I'm thinking about next year, too, but the question for tonight is more this year. What is your position on like how they do this? They, they can't seem to get Lukanen to a place where he's consistently good. He's 61st in the league, 10 games or more played in save percentage. But, you know, Anderson, I know, can't play that often, and Comrie has probably no rhythm. I don't know. Um, is, is there a one way to go here for you? Uh, have they messed up? Like, what's the move going forward here, 20-plus games? Well, they were, they were facing a really tough situation. And keeping three goalies long-term is not easy. And I got to give it to the three guys that are in there because the Sabres twice this year have won three games in a row with three different starting goaltenders. Right. It had never been done in Sabres history, right? So, like, you got to give them credit. They play, and they play hard, and they get the job done. But being three goalies, you're right. Nobody's really getting into a rhythm. I would, I would have liked the Sabres to have given Eric Comrie a little bit more starts, a little bit more playing time, because mm-hmm. if it had been Comrie and Anderson all season long, let's say Eric Comrie doesn't get hurt, and it's Comrie and Anderson all season long, I think Eric Comrie plays more games than Anderson, right, because of Anderson's managing, game management. And also Comrie was good early in the season. And then he got hurt, and he's only played four games. He's won three of them, but only played four games. Uh, UPL is a great surprise, but the consistency is very um, young, right? He's still a young goaltender, still learning to battle through it. And their best goalie, the one that has the better numbers, is Craig Anderson, but can't play often. So it's a tough situation. Like, I'll tell you this. Like, if you asked me three weeks ago what I would have done, I would have probably played Camry a little bit more. Now, March the 3rd, what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to run UPL and Anderson as often as possible. And then if there's a break, they want to get Comrie in there, they will. But um, I don't think you can continue to roll three on a regular basis like this. Um, Nobody's really getting into any rhythm. Right. Whether it's too late to uh, get there with Comrie at this point is, is the point there. Marty, thanks a lot for your time after a long day. I really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Always loved coming on and uh, celebrating our today, too. I listened mm-hmm. to the start of the show at 6 a.m. this morning. It was fun. Yeah, I got to start getting up before 10. You know? 
no, no, no. I, I, I wish I was on that program too. Like, you know, nine nine thirty would be a great time to wake up every day. I, I get up. I get up at six, but I'm not often up at like eight. Let's just put it that way. All right. Thanks, Marty. Talk okay. to you soon. Good. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. All right, Marty Baron. If you missed Kevin Adams, or even if you didn't, he's coming up up next here. Mike Shope here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 